Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, let's bring in our global top talkers to discuss issues around the province. All things today with Roy Green of The Roy Green Show, which you can hear on Global News Radio on Saturday and Sundays, and Tasha Kierden of The Tasha Kierden Show here on 640. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi, Alex. Hi, Tasha. Let's talk about our friend Justin Trudeau, who has had a very, very rough ride in the western leg of his uh, campaign tour. He faced a really tough crowd who are just not buying what he's selling, uh, including a veteran from a soldier from Afghanistan who lost a leg. Let me take let you listen to this uh, question and answer. I was prepared to be injured in the line of duty when I went to when I joined the military. Nobody forced me to join the military. I was prepared to be killed in action. What I wasn't prepared for, Mr. Prime Minister, is Canada turning its back on me. So which veteran was it that you were talking about? All right, and so Trudeau comes back with the answer. Do we have the answer? Okay, let's hear what he says. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your... Uh, passion and your strength and being here today to share this uh, justifiable frustration and anger with me and with all of us here. Uh, thank you for having the courage to stand here uh, and thank you for listening to my answer. Oh, God. On a couple of elements you brought up. First of all, uh, why are we still uh, fighting against certain uh, veterans groups in court? Uh, because uh, they are asking for more than we are able to give right now. Um, okay. Wow. <laughs> I kind of gagged when I heard that. I mean, it's not enough to gag because he lowers his voice and tries to get all caring sounding. But Roy, let me start with you on this. Look, they, they are suing the government because they were promised, including by this government, to get reinstated pensions. And for a guy that handed ten and a half million bucks to Cotto without a blink... If I'm a vet in this country, I mean, I am deeply insulted. No, absolutely. And Alex, don't forget, ISIS uh, terrorists coming back, and he doesn't have any trouble finding the money to fund their return. And we don't even know what their intentions are when they come back to Canada. But as far as the veterans are concerned, I once wore a Canadian military uniform, and I would have expected the military or the government to stand behind me. What I hear Justin Trudeau say is, and that's the argument they're making in court, there's no social covenant between the federal government and the men and the women of the Canadian military. And as far as the veteran is concerned, they're absolutely correct. The, uh, the government has dropped the ball big time, and I think intentionally, in looking after the needs of veterans. And for Trudeau to say that the veteran is justifiable angry, I think he's making the case for the Equitas Society before the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court hears their argument. Um, I'll be talking tomorrow with the lawyer for the Equitas Society and with Major Mark Campbell, who lost yeah. both of his legs in an, in an IED attack in Afghanistan. And when Trudeau talks about pensions, and I won't take too long here, but when Trudeau talks about lifetime pensions being reinstated, $1,150, I think, is the maximum under his plan. $2,700 was the maximum years ago. 
ago. So we're arguing apples and oranges, and he's not being fair, not nearly being fair. No, I mean, look, this is a government, Tasha, that has spent hundreds of millions of dollars just giving it over to other countries to help everybody else. And this is a guy that, you know, partied with the Aga Khan. And so to sit there and say, you know, you already asked too much. You get like 1500 bucks a month. It's gross. It it is gross. Um, I think the the whole way he approached the question, too, to say this man had the courage to stand there. This man has the courage to go to Afghanistan. That's really what, you know, the courage is about. He's angry because Trudeau and the liberals actually, they made a lot of hay on this one because the federal conservatives had trouble with veterans. They had a serious problem with veterans because they did change the whole system of veterans compensation. Mm -hmm. And that's where this entire lawsuit began because they decided to go back from the traditional lifetime pension to a lump sum. Veterans said that was no good. So they had their issues with it. And the liberals capitalized on that in the last election. They used that as one of the wedge issues, a traditional conservative base of voters to turn them against them. And of course, now naturally uh, that base feels let down because what they're seeing is a flip-flop on this issue and to say we don't have the money for it when as you pointed out this government gives money to lots of other things not uh, to mention the deficit spending which i'm not even sure where that went there there's really no excuse that was a very poor answer yeah, you know, Roy, it wasn't the worst of this. Uh, the day only got worse today when he was heckled by a group, again, feeling, I think, you know, they once idolized him and then they were just furious, the environmentalists uh, out in B.C. over pipeline development. And here, here is Trudeau, boy Trudeau, who is always so cool. He lost his cool. Listen to this. The other part of, uh, come on, come on. Really? Really? Okay, this is it. Will you please respect the people in this room? Will you please respect the people in this room? Will you please respect the people in this room? No, then please leave. I'm going to give you a spanking. Wow. You get a spanking. Double wow. You know, I think I, this the town, I've always been, I've never been a fan of a town hall thing. And I do think that that is like, you know, campaigning on the people's dime. Basically, it's like pre-campaigning. Mm-hmm. We know an election's coming in a year. Um, it can turn around and bite you, though. And moments like that do, you know, people pay attention to them. Do show what a person is made of because, uh, yeah, it's stressful to be standing there, but you got to keep your cool. You're the prime minister. You don't start acting, yeah. you know, like a you know, spoiled you child. Lost, like, get out, control. get out. Don't like what you're saying. You totally lost control. Yeah. yeah look, I mean, they're angry out there. You've got two provinces right now at a war over pipeline development. Well, government. They're not even drinking each other's <laughs> yeah. wine because, know. you know, these issues. When I am agreeing with the NDP <laughs> government in Alberta, <laughs> the, the, you know, cats are marrying dogs. <laughs> Choose your poison. Yeah. But look, Roy, I mean, he has broken so many promises, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. They are, and it seems to be that it's just going to get worse for this man because he cannot explain himself. This is one of his biggest uh, problems. When he tries to explain what his issues are, he has no clue of what he's talking about because I don't think he's very well informed, and I know people are going to get on my case now, but he's not very smart. Uh, there's, a, there's the issue of the Eagle Spirit Pipeline, mm-hmm. which is uh, supposed to be built along the energy corridor between Alberta and northern B.C. It's a $16 billion venture, twice the price of the rejected Trudeau Northern Gateway Project. Yep. It's supported by 30 uh, indigenous chiefs, and uh, Mr. Trudeau doesn't even have time to talk about this. It's, this is a huge, huge project. Not to mention, he has not done, I mean, even Premier Notley is saying, Tasha, 
you must make a big boy decision here. You've right. got BC is breaking the rules with not going ahead with a promise from the feds, and you aren't saying anything. Right. And it, I mean, Trudeau probably feels like he's in a rock and between a rock and a hard place, but he's got to make that decision because yes, he has his environmental constituency. Um, he also has uh, his uh, First Nations constituency. A lot of constituencies that are you know that he would like to keep on board in terms of his public support. At the same time, you've got a war between two provinces. You've got to break that. You can't be, you know, you know, King Solomon and cut the baby in half. You can't cut the baby in half. It's not going to happen. You've got to make a decision. You've got to come down on one side or the other. And the other issue with him um, and uh, the pipelines is that, you know, the economy is humming along really well. That's the one thing. For Trudeau, now. For now. For Trudeau, now. this is the thing. And by the way, that, that because the infrastructure was likely put in from two years earlier in the other government, that's now showing now. Right. But this is this is the idea is that he thinks, well, maybe we don't need this. In some part of his mind, he thinks we don't need to exploit the resources that are there. Uh, it's not the greenest thing to do. But you don't know what's going to happen down the pipe and down the line. And so to not address these issues now, um, to hedge your bets that, you know, maybe manufacturing or other things or it's turning around, it's fine. You can't do that. You have to plan for for the future, and he's not. Yeah, I mean, look, it must be the picks. Uh, sorry, economic strength. Yeah, in Canada, yeah. it's natural resources. That's yeah. one of our keys. And yet, our federal government is torpedoing what is really our most exportable uh, and naturally available uh, product, which we can we can make tremendous headway within our economy. Yeah, we're being left behind. We are being left behind. Yeah, and that's because the environmentalists make all the rhetoric and get all the noise. Well, you know, it's interesting. Calvin yeah. Helene, who's going to be on the show on Sunday, I don't want to just do promos for me, but uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm going to listen. The Eagle Spirit Pipeline. He argues that U.S. environmental groups are using yeah. Canadian uh, First Nations peoples to further their argument against the First Nations pipeline. Well, this isn't new either. In the last yeah. election, um, there were lots of accusations that it was funding from the Tides Foundation in the United States. Like all the Tom Steyer yeah. to billionaires who are fighting we're, our Canadian interests. Right, we're fighting because they have interests. It's not yeah. about Canadian interests at all. It's about American interests. And so this is cover. It's environmental cover for fighting against this development of these resources when really it's the Americans that have a vested interest in us not doing it. was in Washington and he spoke to that think tank. Yeah. Was it 2020 or what's the name? The, uh, the Canada 2020. Yeah, is they, Canada 2020. Yeah. Not once did he say anything at all about the situation in Alberta, about the natural resources, about the pipelines, other than saying, yeah, I understand things are difficult for Albertans right now. Yeah, well, all he, had to say. all he had to do is stand up and say, feminism, make it so it's women and men. That's all he cares about is a progressive... Uh, pipelines are gender neutral. Yeah. Pipelines <laughs> and feminism. Guys, I got to go. Thank you so much. Thanks. You can hear Roy Green this weekend here on Chorus Radio and, of course, uh, Global Ooh. News Radio. And you can catch Tasha Kierden Monday to Friday Ooh. here on 640.